Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Rick, and welcome back to Big League Chicago. And Scottie Pippen hates Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, it's it's a thing. After years of defending Michael, it seems like it seems like he fucking hates him now, man. Um, he he has a memoir coming out soon. Uh, it looks like it is on November 9th. So in a few days, um, but he did speak, he spoke to someone in a, in a, uh, I guess in like, I don't know, just some, he spoke to someone in an interview and obviously, you know, promoting his, his, uh, upcoming memoir. And he, he kind of did not hold back, especially on the, on the last dance documentary that, uh, came out, uh, I don't know, about a year ago now. Um, maybe like maybe more than a year. I don't, I don't really know exactly how long it came out about a year and a half or so. And he had, uh, some shit to say for sure. And I mean, if you're a Bulls fan, uh, and you kind of remember the nineties teams or maybe not even, you know, because maybe you did watch the last dance documentary where you're, you hear your parents or your grandparents talk about the nineties and Pippen and Jordan and Ku coach and Dennis Rodman, all these guys, you know, um, you, you would think that, they they're just like super tight, right? Because they won all these championships together. And, you know, just, I feel like when you win six, when you become a dynasty in the nineties, you would just be, you know, just fucking super cool, super tight, you know, throughout your entire lives because you, you kind of push each other to win those championships. And I feel like it would bring a team together, but apparently Pippen, who was a huge defender of Michael Jordan versus LeBron, you know, never said LeBron was better. Always saying Jordan was better had a lot to say against Jordan. Um, one of his, you know, his first comments were he didn't think the last dance gave enough credit to the rest of the team, which I mean, yeah. Right. But when you think about this, obviously, right. Because Jordan had all the, he, I, I believe he had the idea for it and he kind of had the last say on how things were going to look, what scenes were going to be included, what was, uh, what it was going to focus on. And obviously, you know, Jordan is Jordan and it's going to focus on himself, of course, right? It's going to make him look like the fucking greatest player of all time, which he is, you know, and and it did. So he he did, he just didn't think, Pippen didn't think it it gave enough credit to the rest of the team. Um, he, he, one of the comments that Jordan's always said about Pippen is, is that he was uh, his best teammate of all time. And he, Pippen told, told a reporter, whoever he's talking to that, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't be more condescending if he tried. And I mean, can't, I don't, I just don't think it's condescending, man. I, I love Pippen for what he did, you know, for the bulls, um, and Jordan and every, you know, everybody on that team, but uh, dude, you, you were those two years that Jordan wasn't there. You, you guys couldn't do it all on your own. Right. It's just, it, that was just the fact he retired first retirement, played baseball, Pippen was there leading the same team that Jordan was leading and he couldn't do it, you know, and he, he kind of became the center the guy, right. In those, in those couple of years where Jordan wasn't there and he couldn't, you know, he couldn't bring it home. And, you know, I feel like maybe teams took advantage of that, but that does go to show you that, you know, without Jordan, man, it, it was rough. It was rough to, it was rough. It was rough to bring home a championship. And, to to say that that comment was condescending 
is almost condescending in its own, right? Like, oh, he couldn't be more condescending. He called me his best teammate. Dude, like Jordan called you his best teammate, probably his favorite teammate of all time. And, you know, do you think you're better than the guy who brought six championships? Don't get me wrong. You Jordan couldn't do it on his own. You couldn't do it as a leader of the Bulls in those two years. So it's, I don't know, man. I, like I said, I love Pippen and I just kind of hate these comments that he's making. And, you know, he kind of continued on. Um, and he said like the whole, the whole feel of the, of the last dance, it was, or maybe not even the last dance, maybe just kind of their, his career with Jordan. He always felt like Jordan got the praise for the wins and, um, the, the rest of the teammates got like judged for the losses, right? So Jordan would, would, you know, they'd win a game. They'd had, they had that 72 win season and, you know, Jordan would be the guy that would get all the praise for it. And honestly, right. Like, like I said, you know, just a minute or so ago, Jordan could have done it without all those guys, all those role players, all those uh, just great players that, you know, did, had their thing to do because obviously when Jordan came to league, he obviously wasn't his airness like he was, like he became, right? Because even he had shitty teammates that he couldn't bring the championship to. Um, those games against Detroit and, you know, but he became who he became because of his teammates. And Pippen does have a point there because he does say that, you know, he isn't who he is without them. And to a certain extent, absolutely, that's true. But don't, you can't negate Jordan's hard work, right? He was a fucking savage in practice, in the weight room, in games. He was the guy. So it's it's just kind of it just kind of sucks to see Pippen almost honestly, man, like feel butthurt about the whole thing. It's kind of annoying to see that because all these years, you know, him and Jordan were like fucking Batman and Robin one and two. And now all of a sudden Pippen kind of has all these words to say just because he's coming out with a memoir. Don't get me wrong. The hype, <laughs> the hype train is fucking real on this memoir because shit. Now I'm thinking of buying it, you know, to see what else he said. Um, and I kind of think this is one of the major points, obviously, right. That he's trying to, this is some, this is obviously like a tactic he's using to get, the hype going for his memoir because he wants to fucking drive up those sales. Right. And I might buy it. I don't know. But like if, if someone, if, you know, I see it on the shelves one day and, you know, unguarded by Scotty Pippen, I'll fucking buy that thing right there, but I'm not going to go seek it out. I don't think, you know, if it pops up on my Amazon, uh, uh, you know, recommended buy or whatever, just, you know, by the book section, I think I'll get it, but I'm not going to seek it out, but it, it there's definitely going to be some hype around this. And, you know, deservingly so because of all these things he's saying. So, you know, it's, it's, it just sucks because that, that friendship, that, uh, that, uh, team chemistry that they had for so long and how he always defended him against arguments versus LeBron was better or whatever. It just sucks that it's kind of like corroding now. Um, just kind of, kind of, just because he kind of feels butthurt, but you know what, that's fine. That's the world we're in and that's how he feels. So staying on the topic of the Bulls. Um, last game against the Celtics, man. Uh, they they came out with a dub. They were, they came out uh, on top 128 to 114. They are now six and one. 
they were probably the best team in the East for like, I don't know, a few hours. And DeRozan, 37 points, man. His second game with 30 plus points. That's great. Now, I don't remember because a lot of people are saying like, man, what you know, where are all those haters at saying that DeRozan wasn't a, a good pickup for the Bulls. And I can't remember really seeing too much. But I mean, I feel like if people are saying it and it's kind of like a, kind of like a common feeling among Chicago Bulls fans, then someone must have said it or there must have been like a lot of talk about it. But I just don't remember it. Um, I do kind of remember even myself, right? Like judging this, this uh, sign because DeRozan is a little, is, is on the older side. Right. But um, I just didn't think he was going to produce the way he's producing. And don't get me wrong, right? Six and one, seven games in already. Great, great production from DeRozan. Now, obviously the question is always going to be, can these guys keep it up? Can DeRozan keep it up? Can he be as clutch as he is, as he's been you know, two games with 30 plus points. I mean, he's the, you know, they're saying they're having fun out there and this Boston game shows it because not only are they having fun and they have great chemistry, but man, they, they are not out. They were down 19 points, three minutes left in the third. And then the bulls outscored them 39 to 11 in the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, the Celtics with, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, they scored 11 points in the fourth. And I I tuned in probably around the, the end of the second quarter. Um, and I saw that they were down and I was like, fuck, you know, because um, I just, there's this always feeling like, even against the uh, the Raptors, right? Like, and then the Knicks, they, when they're behind, when the Bulls are behind, they feel like, man, it's going to take a bit more to kind of get back, right? And so I always have that, like, I'm pretty negative. <laughs> I'm pretty, like, uh, what is it, pessimistic uh, against the Bulls when it comes to, like, them being down even early in the second quarter. And that is early, right? The first half is still early. I mean, it really does depend how how many points you're down by, but it's still kind of early. So I, I tuned in uh, towards the end of the second quarter. They were down. I was like, fuck. Halftime came, and then they were down 19 in the third. And I was like, shit. You know, but they never quit. They, uh, they came back, like I said, 39 to 11 in the fourth quarter. And a lot of that had to do with uh, the bench, mostly the Sunmu. Ayo has been pretty damn good, man. For a rookie, he is he's been pretty damn good. Uh, he he ended the night with 14 points and a clutch three pointer at one point uh, in the fourth, and that's kind of when the Bulls were going on their runs, right? So the bench mob, I think Stacey King called it bench mob 2.0, and I love it. I fucking love it because if some of you OG Bulls fans remember the the original bench mob, right? Omera Sheik, Gibson. Oh, fuck. Who, who else? There was just, uh, I think it was Corver. I believe Corver was in the bench mob. Like all these guys, man, like they would come in and Corver would get the three. Omera Sheik with the fucking great defense, rebounding. And then, and then you had Gibson with like just fucking dunks. And he would just work hard. He'd play great defense. So these guys are coming into their own, man. Ayo Dasunmu. Fucking uh, Bradley, um, uh, who who's starting? Is it Derek Jones? No, Javante Green's starting um, with Pat Will out. We'll get to that later, by the way. But uh, yeah, Green Green was coming off the bench, I believe. It's just these guys are are doing really well. But I do want to highlight the Sunmo because not only is he like the hometown hero, right? Morgan Park, fucking native. Um, it's great to have one of these guys, by the way. It's just fucking awesome to have a Chicago kid on the team doing well. And especially coming from Illini too, especially and 
you know, after such a great year they had last year, um, making the tournament, obviously it didn't end well for the Illini, but you know, it's just great to have a Chicago kid go to the university of Illinois and they get drafted by the bulls. And he's just in, in Chicago his entire life pretty much. Right. So the, the bench is doing well. Uh, our starters are doing well. Lonzo has been a little quiet for these last couple games, but I mean, he's still, he's still contributing double digits almost every game. Um, <clears throat> Caruso is doing really well. His defense is, is ridiculous. He, he, I think he, uh, he had, he did that great fucking shy slamma jamma to fucking Derek Jones Jr. And, you know, it's just exciting to watch these guys. And again, they're six and one, seven games in. And I, I'm just catching myself like trying to tune into every single one of these games, right? Because they are very exciting. They're a super exciting team. And Chicago is basically a basketball town now. You know, we had the hype of Justin Fields. Nagy and Pace are still kind of fucking it up for the team. Um, we're going to get to the Bears in a bit. <laughs> um, and, you know, the, the White Sox lost in the playoffs, but don't get me wrong. Once it's baseball season and the, and, and the Sox are doing really well, like it's probably going to, you know, flip over to uh, Sox town, but a baseball town for Chicago and <clears throat> Hawks aren't doing too well. So basketball is like the main focus right now um, for Chicago. And I feel like it's, it's kind of back, you know, they, they say, you know, if the Knicks are good and the bulls are good, then it's good for NBA. It's good for the NBA. And, you know, to do it with, I, I mean, we, you know, we do have big names on the team and so do the Knicks. They got a great coach in Tibbs. We have a great one in Billy Donovan and, and we have pretty big, we, we have big names, man. We have Levine, we have DeRozan, we, we have Lonzo Ball. Like these, these are pretty big names when you think about it, right? Vucevic. Um, it's, it's, it's great obviously being a Bulls fan and seeing them just be successful. And it's kind of like, it's just, it is kind of cool to kind of go back to that nineties era, you know, the Knicks being good and us going against them and it being a really close game. Uh, I know there was a, I think there's like a Twitter poll on like who the, who the Bulls rival is right now. And I just don't think there's anybody out there right now that um, we can really call our rival, you know, just by, and I, I, I think I had voted for the the Pistons just cause I mean, same conference or same division and everything, you know, I would, I would argue the Bucks. Um, I've kind of always hated the Bucks, you know, obviously with Giannis uh, coming in and then winning the championship last year. I love Giannis and, you know, I love the Bucks, but for the, I love the Bucks for winning last year because I think they deserved it, but you know, now that the Bulls are good and they're, you know, they're, they're beating, they're close against the Knicks. They beat the Raptors and they're beating Boston, which Boston isn't doing too well, you know, but, but they're beating these teams that are playoff teams. And it's just super impressive to watch, man. It's, it's great because no matter what we're in these games, we're not losing by a ridiculous amount. The only loss we have so far is against the Knicks by one point. We're, we're one DeRozan 19 footer from, you know, being, being fucking seven and oh, and I don't care what kind of bulls fan you are, whether you're casual fan or diehard, like, it's exciting to, to have basketball back like the way it is, you know? And, you know, I just, I just hope they continue building on what, what they have so far. And, you know, with these guys on the team starting and even the bench getting better over just a week of games, like it's, it's been great. And it's going to be a tough November though. That's for sure. They got a lot of playoff teams to go against and, you know, they've been doing well so far. They're coming back. They're not out. Uh, They're not, they're not, it doesn't feel like they're always out of it, 
again, this Celtics game was a perfect example of it. So <clears throat> they're doing really well, and I just I can't say enough about them now. Obviously, right? The shitty news is, you know, Pat will out for four to six months, basically the rest of the season with some torn ligaments in his left wrist. He did have surgery and they are estimating four to six months. And that sucks, man, because in it sucks because, you know, his second year this year was supposed to be a better year than his rookie year. You know, he did show signs of, of like just awesomeness in his rookie year. And he basically started almost every game. Um, but it was just, now we, we have all these like great players on, on, you know, not great players, good, good players. I mean, fuck it. I'm going to say great players. I don't give a shit. I'm a fucking bulls fan, fucking Chicago till I die, baby. So great players on this team. And he was supposed to learn from all these guys and it was just going to be such a great season, right? For everybody. But obviously, you know, injuries happen. Uh, we move on. It just sucks because he is basically out for pretty much the entire, the entire, um, uh, regular season, they did say it's hopeful that he comes back for the playoffs. And I know what you're saying, right? Fucking playoffs, settle down. But to be six and one, man, like, like unless you, unless it's the Bears of last year when they start out five and zero oh and then they just collapsed, you expect with a start like that for a team to to go far this year. And you know the Bulls shouldn't be any different because they're they're beating these playoff teams and and they're coming back. Again, you know, when they're down, they're not giving up and it's just fucking great, man. Like, like the, this is definitely a team that Chicago should expect to go to the playoffs. And I, I, I just can't think of anything else that would be, you know, there's no alternative here for us. They're going to the playoffs. I, I know for sure they're going to go to the playoffs, whether it's in fucking one seed an eight seed, a wild card. I don't, is that a fucking thing? Wild card? I don't even know. I don't really pay attention to basketball. Again, they're good. And now I'm paying attention um, to the bulls. So who knows, man, I just know they're going to the playoffs because it's just, they're doing so great. And this team just feels like a playoff team. Kobe white should hopefully be returning soon. And he could add some, some more offense off the bench, which is one of the things that the bench was lacking, uh, the first few games, uh, which is why they've, they've just improved so much over these last couple games. Um, so just, you know, things to look forward to. And unfortunately, Pat Will is down, but it's not like the worst loss, but it does suck for his development as, you know, just a starter on this team. Um, but yeah, again, you know, they, they they should go out, maybe look for, you know, a big guy to kind of, uh, to kind of you know, make up for, for the loss of Pat Will. But we'll see. You know, this team, I think, can can kind of rally behind the guys they got and continue to be successful the way, you know, this, these first few games they have been. And I honestly can't wait for more Knicks games. I don't know why. It's Maybe it's the Thibodeau, uh, Rose, Gibson um, dynamic. You know, former Chicago greats basically had a great fucking few years here. Um, and the Knicks being good, you know, Chicago versus New York. Like that's always a, that's just always a standing thing. Chicago versus New York has, has always been a thing. Um, so it's just, it's going to be great for basketball. It's going to be great for like <laughs> primetime games. It's going to be great for us. It's going to be great for, for, for Bulls fans everywhere. And, you know, I just, I can't wait for more of these games to, you know, just, just to, just to, just the excitement, man. That's really what's driving this whole, 
this whole basketball thing for me, the Bulls, it's just, man, it's nice to have a fucking team do really well because the Cubs sucked. The White Sox, I'm not a White Sox fan. <laughs> um, so it's just nice to have a, a team to root for right now in Chicago. And, you know, the Bears are kind of garbage right now, but it's always the, the hype against the hype with Justin Field is is for real and it's just only going to get better. So speaking of Justin Fields and the Bears, um, terrible loss against the Niners, man. 33 to 22, uh, final score, a weird game. (laughs) That's a weird, not a weird game. I'm sorry. A weird score. So they lost my, my fucking prediction was way the fuck out. Uh, the Niners scored three times as many points as I thought they would. And the bears scored five ish more points, five to two more points than I thought they would. I think I said like 17 to 20 for the bears and 10 for the Niners. So Niners second half was just so much better than the, than the bears. Um, and at the end of the day, really, I didn't really get to watch this game. Um, kind of stuck, stuck on work stuff. Um, I know right on a Sunday, what, what the hell, but it, from what I saw in the highlights, man, the defense kind of gave it up. And again, Mac was out. Um, Mac was out with a foot injury, I believe. I, I can't remember if it was a foot injury, but he was out, you know, so, so, it just, it was not good for the defense. Akeem Hicks was back and Robert Quinn was back as well. Um, but, you know, Mac sometimes kind of makes the difference there. And I mean, Nagy was out too, right? With COVID, but it does kind of make a difference. I feel like with Nagy, um, even though we all hate him, we don't want him in Chicago anymore. Um, we don't, I just, you know, with Chris Tabor kind of coming in to, to coach, it's, it's a little, it's a little rough to kind of change coaches there for one game. And I don't know if, um, I don't know if that was the right, you know, the right mindset to go in with a brand new coach. So that, yeah, yeah, that, that was just, that wasn't the best thing to happen to him, but the defense did at the end of the day, kind of give it up to to the Niners and it sucks because that just just the just the highlights that I did see that's just kind of how it seemed right but there were some positives that came out of this Justin Fields did look better um unfortunately you know his his stats don't really don't really like wow anybody um but 19 for 27 175 yards with a touchdown and an interception he got sacked four times for 27 yards losses but you know, with this O-line, even though we had Boren back and he did actually really well against the uh, the Niners pass rush, it's still kind of to be expected at this point because the line is kind of old and just inefficient, you know, ineffective really. So, but he did have a great day on the ground, 10 carries for 103 yards and a touchdown. And man, that fucking touchdown run on a fourth uh, or a third down, third or fourth down, something like that, right? <laughs> he looked good, man. And it was, it was, that highlight was just around the internet, around sports center, around ESPN, like that thing was everywhere. And it, it just looked great. Um, obviously kind of not what the play or what was supposed to happen, but either way, you know, it happened and he, and he, he trotted in for that touchdown. And he, this is something that, that kind of, he's playing more to his strengths, right? Like he runs when he has to, but when he runs, man, he, he, he makes plays and, it's a great example because he could have just slid like, you know, any other quarterback, but instead he kind of, 
he he went to the right, saw that everything was kind of bringing down, came back to the left, probably ran like 50 yards that entire run, right? For like 20, a 20 yard touchdown run or whatever. And, you know, he, he's kind of like, he's got a good vision as a running quarterback. And the passing isn't there yet, but I think eventually it will get there. Again, just the coaching needs to, needs to improve. And, you know, maybe he just needs better weapons, you know, because A-Rob is definitely not, he's not the guy right now for him. And that's just, that kind of sucks. Um, we'll get to that in a bit. Um, yeah. So, so they got, they got beat by the Niners. They're three and five now, not looking good. Third in the third in the North behind the Vikings and obviously the Packers ahead of the own own eight lions. So, I mean, at least we're not the fucking lions, right? <laughs> uh, that's, that's always something we could kind of look at, <laughs> but at least we're not the lions. Um, some other stats to get, to get out of the way. Cleo Herbert, uh, continuing his, his, you know, is good, you know, outing. Obviously, Montgomery is hurt. So 23 carries, 72 yards. Uh, his longest run was for 22 yards. So he's looking like the back we need or, you know, we want uh, with Montgomery. Damian Williams is, I think he's uh, he's gone off this year. I said it before. And, you know, he, he did well with Montgomery. He complimented him well. But now that we have Cleo Herbert, it's just not even a, it's no factor at this point, right? We're going to have... Herbert Montgomery backfield in the future. And that's it. So as far as receiving Darnell Mooney is building great rapport with uh, with Justin Fields, six receptions for 64 yards, no touchdown in this game, but they're going to come, man. It's just, it's a matter of time with him and fields. And I think Darnell Mooney, Justin Fields moving forward is what's going to drive this offense um, to be great one day. And just building this report with him uh, early on in his first in in Fields first year, uh, Darnell Mooney's second. It's just going to be great because these are both young guys. They're 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 getting that kind of like awkwardness of hey, you know, this is you know, just 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 building that rapport, that awkwardness of building the rapport out of the way because eventually it's just going to turn into something amazing. And he's looking a lot at his tight ends now. Jesse James and Cole Komet both got three receptions. Just James for 38 yards and that touchdown, which was awesome. You know, this is probably the first touchdown a tight end has gotten all season. I, I can't remember, but either way, like th- that was exciting to know that Jesse James and Cole Komet were getting those, those looks. Um, Allen Robinson with only, with only three receptions for 21 yards. He is not having a great season, man. And it sucks to say, but that's just, that's just what it is. Uh, defense didn't do too well. Houston Carson with the most tackles at six. So, you know, if Houston Carson's leading your tackles, it's probably a bad day for the defense. So, um, yeah, and Jimmy G and the Niners, man, they just they just beat us. They Their second half was way better. They scored 24 points in the second half versus our uh, the Bears nine. So they're going to lose that game 10 out of 10 times. So it does suck. You know, it is what it is. I did also forget to mention, uh, I think Eddie Jackson did get hurt. I don't know the severity of it. I haven't read up on it yet, but I know he got hurt in the first quarter. Um, so he's going to be out uh, as, well, as far as well as Damian Williams. Um, so, yeah, you know, Eddie Jackson's hurt. We don't really have too much great depth at safety. You know, it's it's kind of pains all Bears fans to say, but he's, he's 
obviously our best safety, right? Um, so we'll see what happens there. But yeah, he's hurt. Who knows how long it's going to be for um, uh, at this point. Does it really matter? I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, I, I, I did forget to mention a while ago, he chirped at uh, Briggs. I think there was a stat where Briggs at one point, one year, was uh, was leading the league in missed tackles after Briggs made fun of Eddie Jackson for missing so many tackles. And he kind of chirped at him, brought up that article. It's like, dude, I, I sure, one year. was It was only one year. Briggs was a great fucking linebacker. And he, I'm, I'll tell you this much right now. He's probably missed more tackles than you've made in your career. And he's made triple quadruple the amount of tackles you've made in your career. So uh, I don't know if that was a compliment or not to Briggs, but <laughs> either way he was, he, he was part of that 06 defense and all defenses really in, in the, in the two thousands, it was really fucking amazing. So I don't know why Eddie Jackson's chirping at fucking Briggs. He's, he's a bears great and he should fucking fucking learn his lesson on that point. But it's kind of all I'll say on that piece. But like I said, you know, um, he's, he, he got hurt. So we'll see what happens from here on out on his injury. And, uh, I'll let you guys know what happens if anything. So moving on to, he's going to speak about Allen Robinson and his not so great season. The reason I bring it up is because the trade deadline did pass just the other day. And there was speculation on Allen Robinson, Khalil Mack, and either Foles or, Foles or Dalton, and the Bears stayed quiet. Why? Why did you not pull the trigger on something here? You're paying Allen Robinson this fucking franchise tag money, and he's going to have probably the worst season of his career here. Of his entire career, he's going to have his worst season when he got tagged. Why the fuck would you not make a move? You you know, it, I was very much of the pay Allen Robinson crowd at the beginning of the year and all of last year because he's, he's a sure-handed wide receiver one, right? He's going to make those catches every single time. And the fact that you don't want to pay him, instead you want to tag him, and then you don't even want to make a play for him at the trade deadline to get picks or something like that's that's fucking stupid man like now there's there, there's that argument that hey do we really trust a pace front office to make the correct moves or dictate the future of this franchise on a trade deadline for Allen Robinson sure i i would probably agree with that but at the same time man like not even like a fucking I'm, i mean i'm sure i i was i'm not in those fucking phone calls with pace and other gms around the league but it felt like there was never any conversations had about Robinson or, or, you know, any speculation on that. They were just like, Hey, you know, if one of the reporters on Twitter was saying that if they moved uh, or if they changed Robinson's salary into a signing bonus, they wouldn't have to pay it uh, or wouldn't affect the cap in the future or something like that. I don't really remember, but either way, man, like move, just move on from him. Like I said, you know, I was I was I was in that crowd of like pay him, but he is he's just not the guy for Justin Fields. Like I said earlier, they're not they just don't have that connection like him and Mooney do. 
And I just, it's that time to move on from him. And that's, that's what I think. They tagged him this year and nothing's happening. He's, he's got, again, he's probably got the worst stats of his career this year. The, the connection with fucking Justin Fields isn't happening. Why not move him at the trade deadline? I, I get the whole pace front office thing, but just do it. You know, give him a shot. You know, he he did a lot of great things in his time here with Mitch and and uh, and I guess this year, you know. But just move on from him. Give him a chance to win a championship or at least to be competitive on another team. Do that. At this point, I don't even care if Pace or Nagy are here next year, right? Just kind of move on from Robinson because whether or not we get picks, whether or not we get money, whether I just let's move on from him. He's not going to be that guy anymore. Mooney is definitely going to be that guy. Hopefully, commend Jesse. Maybe Jesse James are going to be those guys. You know, the fucking tight end duo and the wide receiver one that we've been looking for for a long time. So I know a lot of guys don't trust pace. I don't trust pace, but that probably should have been the move for the trade deadline. And now the speculation on Mac came after Von Miller got traded from the Broncos to the Rams. Which holy fuck, man! That that. That Rams defense is going to be fucking stupid. Um, they're already seven and one, um, so it's just it's a matter of time before they win the Super Bowl. I don't think the Packers are gonna are gonna compete with the Rams. I don't know. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, but I just don't think they have uh, as many offensive weapons as the Rams do, or the defense that the Rams do. So I just don't think they're gonna compete. But they're just the Rams are getting better. They're probably gonna go to the Super Bowl this year. McVeigh was one of those, the coaches, one of the coaches, right, from a few years ago when it was like him, Shanahan, uh, Nagy, like those coaches that were like, holy shit, this is the this is the new era of coaching that actually like continued to be great as he is. He hasn't fucking faltered from winning seasons. So man, that team is going to be great. And so a lot of that speculation, you know, after Von Miller got traded, was moved on to Mac. If the Broncos got a second and a third, then why not shot Mac? And I would hate to see Matt go just because I have his jersey. And before his jersey, I had a Cutler jersey. And they were, you know, Cutler was around for a while, so it's not like he was a one-and-done, one-year-and-done type of player. But, you know, I just don't – I just – I want to rock a fucking jersey of, of a player that's on the team. Um, but, you know, aside from that, he's still a leader of this defense. I still think he's got a lot left in the tank. Um, I am probably – um, being a hypocrite from, I don't know what I said earlier in earlier episodes about him, maybe not having too much left in the tank. I forget exactly how many years I predicted that he would be great, a good defensive player. But I, I just, I don't know, man, that I would love for Mac to continue to be on the bears and even retire bear because that's probably what's going to happen. Um, and he's just, he's great. You know, he had an off year last year and he just kind of came back. And even though he has a foot injury, who knows how that's going to affect him moving forward, but he was just doing really great this year, and maybe it was his last good year. You know, maybe. Who knows? But the fact that he went from a shitty year last year to a great, you know, year this year, you know, in the first few games at least, it shows that he is very, you know, he works his ass off. And, you know, some regular guy like me talking about an NFL player, right? Like, it's just, it's just what we do, man. That's how we talk. You know, I, just, I played football for a couple of years. It's not like I was some great, amazing player or whatever. But, uh, you know, aside from all that, I just, he, he, he came back from that shitty year, knew he had to do better. So did Robert Quinn and, 
you know, they're just, they're those guys that you want to have on a defense like this because our defense has always been great. And, you know, pair them up with Roquan Smith and fucking Jalen Johnson. And we have a really solid defense going forward. So I'm glad they didn't get rid of Mac. I mean, and he was hurt too. So I don't know if teams really wanted him. Um, but I mean, still when he's a, a healthy Mac is a fucking crazy Mac and a, and a ferocious Mac. So I'm just glad we kept them. And then, the Saints had uh, Jameis Winston go down, and I guess that's where the Dalton Folds uh, speculation came from. So, yeah, that, I don't really care. Get rid of them. Foles and Foles is one of the highest paid players on the Bears, and he hasn't, he's played a couple snaps. Maybe I don't know, fucking know. I don't remember to be honest. Another guy is fucking Jimmy Graham, and he just came back from COVID and one catch, eleven yards, and eight games. <sighs> just fucking waste money down the fucking drain. Maybe, you know what? Maybe they shouldn't have traded a Rob. Maybe they should just let him walk at the end of this year. Cause pace is doing a shitty job. Anyway, that was the bears. Um, again, Chicago is a bulls town. It's basketball town now because that's what we have to look forward to. Who knows how the, the rest of this half of the bears season is going to go. But you know, again, like I always say, I'm never going to, I'm always going to root for a bears win. I'm never going to root for them to tank or anything, but I think we, we still have solid players going forward. A lot of our defense is aging. Our O-line is pretty garbage, um, but we have Borum and we have Tevin Jenkins, kind of, you know, rookies, younger guys going to make that line. They're just going to solidify the line, make it so much better. So, you know, we have, we have things to look forward to as Bears fans in these next few years. Um, so let's just look forward to those things. On a lighter note, <laughs> the Hawks, the Blackhawks, got their first win against the Senators and in great fashion, really, because Patrick Kane came back with the hat trick, beat them. Uh, what was the score? What was the score? I think it was like 5-1 to one or something. Either way, where the fuck is it? Yep, there it is, the only fucking W. 5-1, to one, yeah. 5-1, to one, Patrick, Kane, Patrick Kane scores a hat trick and... That's just Patrick Kane doing Patrick Kane things. Can't fuck with the guy. Um, he's future Hall of Famer in the league, along with Taze. And, you know, the Hawks got, got their first win. <laughs> so that's a lighter note than the Bears. I, you kind of like how I did that. You know, I went with, like, the Bulls come back, the shitty Bears, and then the fucking Hawks win one. So, like, the shit sandwich, really. Good, bad, good. So, great on the Hawks. Hopefully they can build on from this because – uh. Kane gave a pretty good speech uh, in the locker room after the dub. Uh, hopefully they continue, you know, uh, getting W's. That would be great for Chicago, at least all the Hawks fans of Chicago. So, yeah, kind of to wrap it up. Bulls are leading the excitement in Chicago. Bulls are going to the playoffs. You, you're hearing it here first. You, we probably could have said that in the preseason when they went undefeated, right? <laughs> as fucking bias Bulls fans, they're going to the playoffs. The, whether they're one seed, four seed, and eight seed, it doesn't matter. They're going 100%. They're going to the fucking playoffs. DeRozan and Zach Levine are going to be the next Pippen and Jordan, except where, you know, maybe they actually like each other <laughs> instead of what Pippen's saying recently. Um, the Bears are kind of in a shithole right now. They lost against the Niners. Whatever is what it is. And the Hawks got their first win. So definitely some positive things going on in, in, in Chicago sports and some very negative things, some very bad things. But aside from all that, 
I am very, actually very excited to announce, you know, for all you guys listening and keeping up with Big League Chicago. Uh, one, I do want to say that uh, I, I appreciate your guys' support, your listens. You know, it's always great to kind of, you know, hop on my, uh, like my, my podcast stats page and seeing that, you know, whether, even though it's single digit listens, you know, it's, I'm still getting listens and it's, it's, I do do a, a good amount of work for this. And I just, you know, appreciate the listens and I hope to continue to, you know, keep bringing you big league Chicago episodes and, you know, you guys are listening, so it's great. And, you know, I'm going to continue to, to, to bring more value to this podcast. With that being said, I mentioned being excited earlier. We will finally have our own website up. Now with that, it's actually a media website where you are going to be able to listen to Big League Chicago, but you're in the future, we will be having some more podcasts. Um, we've got a couple ideas right now for some other podcasts uh, in the works, but the, the, the most exciting thing is that website, Crack One Media is what it's called going to be crackonemedia.com and it's going to be launching this weekend uh before the bears game uh against pittsburgh which i didn't give my prediction on but to be honest i don't know pittsburgh's kind of shitty so hopefully the bears beat them but pittsburgh's probably going to come out with the dub anyway so crackonemedia.com launching this weekend and not only will you be able to find our podcast there but we are going to be having blogs put up um, by some guys blogging about all teams Chicago. So we got the Bears, the Bulls, the Blackhawks, the Cubs, and the White Sox. You're going to be able to find blogs about all of them um, soon this weekend, obviously when it launches, and and in the future. So I'm I'm just really excited to announce that. You know, I've been working on this on this website and on this podcast for a while now. So obviously, I had to get the content out first in the podcast and recruit some people for blogs and you know, get you guys a, a nice website set up so it's easy to navigate and easy to kind of um, interact with not only myself, but everybody who's going to be writing blogs uh, for the site. Uh, I might hop in, write in a couple of blogs about the Bears and, and the Cubs. See, you know, just kind of giving, just adding more value to not uh, to not only this podcast, but the Crack One Media team in general and the website. So look out for that. Very exciting launching this weekend. Uh, deciding when, whether launching it on Friday or Saturday. So one of those, one of those, uh, one of those days it will definitely be up with the first couple blogs up and yeah, I just, I just want to share that with you guys because I am excited about it. And like I said, I've been working on it in a while and I can't wait to kind of give you guys some more content as far as blogs. Um, hopefully to get some clips up as well. Once I get a couple co-hosts on here, uh, to talk more about, more about the White Sox, the Cubs, the Blackhawks, and Bulls to give you just just more knowledgeable people on the, on these subjects. Because I mean, I love my Bears and I love my Cubs, but when it comes to basketball, you know, I can only say so much. Is like <laughs> I, I'm just a fucking biased fan. But again, just want to let you guys know that we are doing big things and it's coming up. And it's not only going to be sports centric, right? It's 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 crack one media, so it's going to be all sorts of all sorts of uh, topics as far as uh, as far as uh, podcasts and blogs and things like that. It's going to range, you know, all over the spectrum it's going to be. So look out for that this weekend. Again, very excited to bring that to you. And, you know, I'm just, I'm enjoying doing this and I'm enjoying bringing you guys content. Not only will the website be up, but I will be having a Instagram for it and my personal 
uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter. So look out for the Crack One Media Instagram handle. Might bring you guys a Twitter later on sometime in the future, whatever. But uh, yeah, just excited for those things coming up and, you know, tune in. We're going to be doing big things, more things for you guys. All right. So uh, I will talk to you guys next time. See ya. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Like, nigga, who's you? Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose cool and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. Them all these little screw niggas, they lame. Fuck with them, I can't. Basic mounted and strange. Vision faded and plainer. Ex nigga, one really bit it was on some bitch shit. Wasn't a fan of your figure. And I only like the skinny women. Shit, I like my women plus size. No lie, that why I stress marks on your butt thighs. That's fine by me. She cooks whenever I slide. Pasta burger, french fry. Sometimes I don't even eat. She fuck with my precious, my fluffy. She sweats, she let me eye. Kiss on her tummy, my tummy XL and fit her perfect. Won't catch me lurking at all. My Richard once I spit soft. Sense so proud and so tall. Those cheeks around of applause over and over and over again. So my homie and my parents, we were only just friends. At first, I couldn't let my secret out then It's getting deeper now But I don't care what others think about me Came out of depression Had to pick up the penny Get skinny nigga Thick wallet chubby Chasing them Benjamins now Tribe got all day to change the name So we winning again Sound partial Hey Welcome to the halftime show I love to leave a nigga flatline Yeah I know Niggas quick to lose cool And frown down on something new That they ain't used to Like nigga who's you Welcome to the halftime show. I love to leave a nigga flatline. Yeah, I know. Niggas quick to lose school and frown down on something new that they ain't used to. They're all these little screw niggas there.